Welcome. This is Awareness for Everyone, an exploration of conscious reality creation, mindfulness, and employing awareness tools for optimizing your life experience. I am MJ Bleehart, writer, blogger, editor, voice artist, and 21st century philosopher. This week's topic, how does awareness combat fear? Fear is one of the most prevalent things in our society today. It doesn't take much for you to find it, to see it, to feel it, to experience it. Fear is everywhere. Arguably, we live in a fear-based society. Now, I say this a lot, and I will get into more detail as to why going forward in today's topic, but I want to discuss, to begin with, what is fear? From Dictionary.com, this is the definition of fear. One, noun, a distressing emotion aroused by impeding danger, evil, pain, etc. Whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. Two, something that causes feelings of dread or apprehension, something a person is afraid of. Three, anticipation of the possibility that something unpleasant will occur. Four, verb, to consider or anticipate something unpleasant with a feeling of dread or alarm. Five, huh, what do you know, living in a fear-based society. Fear tends to be more about being afraid, not so much of a something, but of suffering from something that might occur. What is that all about? Well, this is where we get into the idea of tangible versus intangible fear. Way, way back before modern society even remotely came into being, humans as animals were hunter-gatherers. We would hunt for our food and gather other elements of it as well. During that time period, we were not the very top of the evolutionary table, there were animals out there that could kill us really easily, and we had to be on the lookout for them, because even though we had spears and javelins and wonderful weapons that could kill them, we didn't always have them at our disposal, and lions and tigers and bears and monsters of that sort could easily kill human beings if we were unprepared. So, at that point, fear kept you from getting eaten by a tiger. Fear is how you knew that it was time to run the hell away because, ooh, hey, that thing's going to kill me. If I want to survive, I need to react to this fear and run. That is tangible fear. You know you are in imminent danger of ceasing to be. If somebody is holding a gun to your head and you're afraid at that moment for your life, that is a fully tangible fear. If your car is rolling down a cliff and you're still in it and you don't know if you're going to survive, that is tangible fear. However, nowadays, the majority of the fear we deal with is intangible. So what exactly is intangible fear? Intangible fear is the fear that you feel towards something that's possibility that might not go well. It's a feeling of things that are going to be bad. It's a feeling of suffering. It's not knowing what's happening. It's uncertainty. Intangible fear is fear that you can't necessarily put your finger on. Most phobias are intangible fears. Sure, it's entirely logical that a phobia means you're afraid of spiders or heights or falling or 
great big yellow trucks. Take your pick. You name it, there's a phobia for it. But these are all intangible fears. Why are they intangible? Because by and large, these fears will not result in your death. If you have arachnophobia and are afraid of spiders, being exposed to a nest of spiders is not going to be fun. And I'm not downgrading this or berating this idea in any way, shape, or form. But you are not going to die because you find yourself among spiders. It's an intangible fear. You are not going to have any experience but a tremendous amount of suffering. Sure, that's not to say that a phobia doesn't cause your heart to race, your heart to palpate, your uh, breathing to totally become irregular and shallow. That's true. That's an aspect of fear. But you're not in danger of dying. Ergo, this is an intangible fear. The biggest difference between tangible fear and intangible fear is that most of these are not so much about what you're afraid of, but the suffering that will happen when what you fear comes to pass. For example, let's say you are afraid you're going to be fired from your job. You can very easily start to build in your head all of these scenarios that are really, really bad, like... I'm going to lose my job, and then my friends are going to lose respect for me, and then because my friends lose respect for me, I am going to lose my home, and then on top of that, I'm going to lose myself, and the next thing I know, I'm going to be living in a cardboard box under the overpasses. Yeah, it's possible. I won't deny that. It could happen. But odds are, if you lose your job, you're going to not be happy, you're going to be upset about it, and then you're going to move on and chances are you'll find a new job or you will find help or do something to handle this situation. The point is this, the suffering that you fear the most occurring is not going to be nearly so bad as what you fear. One of the best quotes about this idea comes from Paulo Coelho and The Alchemist. Tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than the suffering itself. I love this quote. I think that it's a fantastic explanation of intangible fear. It's not so much that you're afraid that life is going to go to hell and you're going to drop dead or anything of that nature. It's the suffering you're going to experience. One of the biggest issues of our fear-based society, and when I talk about this more, I think you'll hopefully understand what I'm referring to. One of the biggest issues is that a lot of the fear that is used is very, very benign. It's not actually intended to cause you to suffer. It's intended to cause you to shop. Most advertising is based on the idea that you need this guga. You need that doohickey. You need that thing that, realistically, you don't actually need. But you think you need it, and so you are convinced that, hey, if you don't have it, you will be less. You will be disrespected. You will be looked upon askance by your friends and family because you don't have that thing. And that's what most advertising is selling you. That's why they tell you, basically, if you don't buy that pair of shoes, you will be unable to run like an athlete. If you don't get that pair of shoes, you will be unsexy and nobody will sleep with you. These are the messages of advertising. This is how it works. It's based in manipulation. Most of our consumer society is all about manipulation. 
That's what it is. We are being manipulated to buy, buy, buy. That is a huge part of the fear base of our society. That's the benign variant. The malignant variant is much less pretty. The vast majority of politicians and the stuff that they say, particularly the really bald-faced lies, that is driving fear. That is weaponizing fear. That is putting fear to work in such a way that it is going to cause people to act against their better judgment, to act not in their own self-interest. That's why they keep voting for these people who claim to be for the people, but haven't groused with the people in decades. I mean, come on. When do you think the last time is Mitch McConnell hung out at a bar somewhere? I'm pretty sure it's been 50 years since the last time that man set foot in a bar without a camera crew or a campaign manager at his side. Please, that guy doesn't interact with people that he represents. He barely interacts with anybody who makes less than a couple million dollars a year. That's the nature of politics. And it's how fear gets weaponized. People tell you that if you don't vote for them, or you vote for that guy, all of your worst fears will come to pass, and the suffering will be incredible. The thing is, by and large, it's not even remotely the case. Look, I'm not saying that a lot of people didn't suffer while Trump was president, because lots and lots of people did. If you were an immigrant, your life was shit during his presidency, because he has no respect for anybody who immigrates to this country. And in that instance, yeah, it impacted you. As somebody like me who has a specific level of privilege, which I recognize and acknowledge, it wasn't a direct impact on me. And most of what happens isn't. But that doesn't mean I don't still care. And it doesn't mean I don't still recognize when fear is being weaponized. So what do we do to face and overcome fear? Because the truth is you have all the power. You and I are empowered to beat fear. We can keep fear from getting in our way, from impacting our lives. We can make all kinds of choices to disallow fear from having any control whatsoever. So how does that work? Well, for starters, there are all kinds of things that we can remind ourselves of. There are great quotes that remind us that fear is only as powerful as we allow it to be. One of the finest comes from Frank Herbert's Dune, which I'm pretty sure everybody's familiar with at the moment because the latest movie version of it just came out. And I haven't seen the current movie, but I've read the book, and it's a really good book as sci-fi novels go. But this is the litany against fear. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me, and when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. That's a great way to look at fear as something easily overcome, because it's not tangible, and the vast majority of it, even the tangible fear, can be faced down, and you can choose whether to let it impact you or not. And a lot of people don't realize just how powerful we are and what choices we can make. 
Another favorite quote of mine about fear comes from Franklin Delano Roosevelt. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Which, it might sound kind of obvious, it's kind of like a Yogi Berra, it ain't over till it's over type thing, but it's still a completely legitimate thought because realistically, fear itself is oftentimes what we actually fear. We don't want to feel fearful, we don't want to suffer because fear causes suffering. Which brings me to my final quote here, and this is my favorite green Muppet, Yoda. And I'm going to quote him, complete with my terrible impression. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. That is profound, because realistically, fear and anger and hate and suffering are all completely interrelated. Besides these quotes and the ideas that they espouse, how do you face and overcome fear? How can fear be combated via awareness? This is both really simple and complicated. Simple because, relatively speaking, this is easy to do. Complicated because it requires thought, feeling, action, and intention. In other words, ooh, what a surprise, mindfulness. One way to do this is to consider attitude shifters. These are concepts, ideas, images, sounds, smells, things of that nature that you can turn to in order to change how you're feeling and what you are thinking about. They are things that you can consider that will put you in a different headspace and a different mindset and alter your psyche so that fear isn't dominating and you can see it for what it is and take control over it. Attitude shifters include things like cat videos on the internet, uh, the laugh of a baby, a really good comedian, something that really makes you feel comfort like chocolate chip cookies or coffee or some other smell of that nature, the taste of something like peanut butter that makes you feel good and feel content. All of these can be attitude shifters that can totally take you away from feeling fearful and worrying about what suffering might come. The best way to overcome fear and combat it is by practicing awareness, by recognizing your conscious awareness and being mindful of your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions. You empower yourself. When you are empowered, you are able to combat fear, to recognize fear and see if it's being weaponized against you or to see if there is a legit reason for you to be fearful. Look, there are imminent situations that can and do happen where fear is not a bad idea, where it's frankly incredibly helpful. It tells you that no, that is a terrible idea. Jumping off that cliff is a bad plan. It informs you that maybe you don't want to go out and drive today while it's snowing and sleeting and freezing all at the same time because the odds of your getting into an accident are too high and it's not worth it. It might even tell you on an intangible level because it's instinctual that, hey, I really shouldn't get involved with that person. They're kind of sketchy and I am not comfortable around them. Fear is designed for that purpose. It's meant to keep us safe. It's meant to keep us alive. But identifying what kind of fear it is and whether it's tangible or intangible and whether it's 
truly something to be worried about or just fear that the suffering will be insurmountable is important to us. That's how we choose and decide the most how to best care for ourselves. You have more power than you realize. And when you can recognize awareness for what it's able to do, one of its greatest powers is overcoming and combating fear. It doesn't take a lot to face it directly. You can meditate on it. You can choose to tackle it. You can choose to avoid it. But just recognizing and acknowledging that you're dealing with fear, recognizing and seeing the fear-based society we live in for what it is, opens you to greater awareness. And with that greater awareness, you have more control over your life experience. Thank you for joining me for Awareness for Everyone and sharing in this exploration of mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and employing other awareness tools for optimizing our life experiences. If you have any questions or comments, please drop me an email at author at mjbleehart.com. You can also follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Network for hosting my show and to Fee Mahoney, the creator of my incredible cover art. If you're interested in commissioning work from her, please send her an email at veinsofink2017 at gmail.com and check out her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published books on Amazon. Thank you, and I hope that you are discovering how awareness for everyone begins with you and me and is something we can practice to live to the fullest and improve our life experience. Thank you.